Okay, let's do this. It's another Wednesday morning. It's just gone a few minutes past nine. And thank you so much for having us on. This is Untapped Talent with me, Sia Sangweni Finn. So I'm very excited for the upcoming hour because I, listen, I'm rubbing shoulders in all the nice and good ways. These are the people that will get me to the Oscars. These are the people that will get me to like the Emmys, all these red carpet events. So maybe I'm just vain for the next hour because I'm just trying to get in the good books of people. Trying to get myself into the red carpets, right? Well, let's do this together. Thank you so much for listening to me. And we'll get into quite an interesting discussion for the next few minutes until 10 o'clock. And you can get in contact with us, right? So as soon as you loving things, you can send us a message on WeChat on our Cliff Central account. Simply message to screen. Or you can tweet us at cliffcentral.com. And I feel quite superficial and I have to appeal to my vain side. I'd recently changed my Twitter handle. So let's see how that goes, right? Uh, my t- new Twitter handle is Sia, S-I-Y-A underscore S-F. Or then you can also call us in 0861-555-189. Let's get straight into it. I'm t- Now my very first guest is the talented... Yeah, I don't even know how to even begin to describe him because he makes me feel like I've achieved nothing at all in my life. <laughs> He's the director. His name is Zuele Tukhatebe. Zuele Tukhatebe, thank you so much for joining me and welcome. Thank you very much, Sia. Let's get closer to the mic. How are you doing, by the awesome, way? Awesome, thanks. Really great, thanks. So I want to get started, you know, talking about your love for film before we talk about your actual career. Let's step back and when did Zuele to recognize that, hey, I'm not just sitting in front of the silver screen or television, but I actually love this and I can make something of it. Well, I think for me, you know, when it, when it started was actually, uh, I was actually, I think I might have been 11 or 12. Really? And uh, my dad bought, you know, those cam, those eight millimeter camcorders uh, that we used to go like on holiday with and try and film like the, the family vacation. Yeah. And I just used to find myself stealing it out of his cupboard and, and playing it playing with it basically and just filming like whatever it may be the birds the the grass i'd actually m- take my younger brother and actually make him an actor in front of the camera and really? we would like remake uh, what we saw on tv yeah so really it started off there where i just started playing with the camera actually i don't know if i i was just playing with it i don't know if actually you loved it then i just thought cool i've got a camera let me just see what i can do with it yeah and literally you know that was like at 11 12 and my brother must have been like must have been like five or six. So for yeah. you, visuals have always just been something that have intrigued you. Did you sometimes just sit in class looking at your teacher, shouting at someone and going like, you know, that would be a good scene. Or, you know, let's just change the lighting and the scenario and that yeah, adds some yeah. suspense. It's actually funny because uh, when I was younger, I was actually like more, more sports orientated okay. as, a, as, a, as, a, as a student. So I thought, okay, cool. Maybe I can make a career out of this, being a sportsman. And then what later, are you into? I was into, you know, I played soccer, you know, rugby. The schools that I went to, you know, they soccer, rugby. I, I ran it. I was quite fast. I was a short distance uh, sprinter. Yeah. So for me, I thought, okay, cool. Maybe I can, you know, look at creating a career out of this later in life. And then this, you know, I, was, I think I was also in that year when I was just playing around with my dad's camera. I got, I got put into a TV commercial, handpicked out of a lot of uh, students at school. Yeah. I was the 12 years old at the time. And. I was put on a surf commercial for playing playing uh, Lance Klusner. Mm, mm, mm. Um, okay, that was in, that was yeah a couple of years ago, and and then from there again the film bug hadn't bit me then. Yeah, know? and then I watched the film. Um, actually, watched it with my mother called Play Dirt, where we were actually at the cinema, and obviously going to the cinema wasn't something that we did a lot. Yeah, and when I did and I saw it, I was like, wow, this is. And I think it was for me more the experience and looking at, wow, you can actually engage somebody. Um, but who's actually responsible behind this thing? Who's actually making this thing come together? Yeah. You know, and I remember being at, at 
mere age of like 13, 14 and looking at the screen and saying, wow, okay, I really want to, you know, look at doing this. Um, and then later I would go to the cinema on odd occasion with my, with my friends and would go and watch some films. And I think from there it just started to become like a, a cycle of just like watching content and watching videos, whatever it may be. And eventually, you know, looking to the point where like, if this is possible, let me do this. Yeah. You know? And yeah. And is that when you made the decision to go to after, after matriculating? Yeah. So after, I think because I must have been, yeah, grade 10, grade, grade 8, grade 10. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, okay, cool. I've got to, I've got to try and find, I want to study film, you know, because what I did is I used to try and study the, the grades and see how they, they actually did there. And who did you look up to? Who were your grades, by the way? You know, there's still other grades. You know, you look at the, Obviously, at the time, you know, then it was uh, Steven Spielberg, who I still think is great today. Um, my, my favorite director at the moment, Alejandro Gonzalez Neritu. What has he done? He's done the films Babel. Um, he's okay, done the film okay. um, Ameris Peros. Um, and he's, he's going to release a film called um, The Birdman, okay. which I think has been released, actually. And uh, those are filmmakers which I looked and I said, okay, cool. If I, if I want to do this thing, I've got to learn how to do it. And exactly. Let me, let me find out how I can do that. So. I looked at, I Googled their biographies and looked at how they did it. Not all of them went to film school. Uh, some of them did. Um, you know, in fact, Steven Spielberg wasn't accepted into film school. Uh, wow. You know, from, from, from. Wait, hold up. How does Steven Spielberg not get accepted to film school? And do you think that's when, um, the difference of pure natural talent versus like school smart comes in? I think it, exactly. For me, it's, 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 it's got to be a combination of the two. For me, I just, I needed a platform to train myself. Okay. You know, because, uh, they at school, they, the resources are there. Mm-hmm. You know, today we, we're quite, uh, you know, blessed to the fact that everything you can shoot your, you know, movie on a cell phone. Oh, exactly. You know, exactly. And so there's really, it's really now the strength of the story. It's not about actually producing it. You can just, you know, get a, a, a camera from anywhere, whether it's a GoPro, whether it's your cell phone and you can shoot a, shoot a film. So yeah. it's, for me, it's, it's literally just, and the likes of YouTube yeah. has made everyone a broadcaster. Exactly. So they, yeah. you have you have audiences now globally. So really, making a film now, there's no excuse. Yeah, you know, you, you've got all these things at your dispensary. You know, so you you should use those things. Uh, so for me, um, yeah, it's it's it, it was literally going to to film school was to really just to hone in my craft and and, and study and, and fail so that I can learn and see what I'm good at, looking at what I'm not good at. Mm, already, it's becoming so philosophical because <laughs> he goes there to fail and to learn from the craft. Okay. Well, actually, yeah. I learned that later. <laughs> in the yeah. moment, you yeah. weren't as philosophical. In the, at the moment, I thought, yeah. okay, because I think you know my first film that I made wasn't really so good. So I was like, okay, shucks, maybe I'm. What am I doing here? Wait, hold uh, up. Was yeah. the course very practical? Uh, it was. I mean, from from your first year, you, you you're making movies uh, until you you graduate. Do you remember your first movie? I try not to. You tried out, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, I do, of course. Um, and it was, what did you have to do for it? Um, it literally, it was like a one minute uh, short film. You had to write the script, uh, and then you would you would direct the film. Okay. And I think I I made something. At the time, I was trying to make like an apocalypse now, you know, like a, a Lord of the Rings with like one minute, you know, so yeah. overly ambitious at the time, you know? Did you have to like rope in your friends, like you just be the dragon or you shoot the comments? Yeah, yeah, you, you know, you people are assigned, the sound designer, you, you're the director, you've got the producer. So we, we mimic the reality of what it's going to become mm-hmm. later on in life. Um, but obviously at the time, we were all really just trying to be, you know. And what did that sort of experience actually do for your passion for the industry? Did you feel like it was a big reality slap <laughs> or did it actually seeing the hard work and dealing with people and having to work with people, did that kind of go, uh, maybe it's not for me? 
you know, obviously, obviously when you when you start doing it, you you start to learn those things, and you say, uh-huh. okay, cool. You, you know, you've got to be able to work with people because your crews are going to change all the time. Exactly. You're going to be meeting different personalities. You might not get along with somebody. But at the end of the day, there's one goal. We need to achieve the story. We need to achieve the vision that we have for it. And how do we do that? You know, by managing each other, by managing each other's um, uh, different personalities. So you learn that, which is which is which was nice for me to learn. And then obviously it changes. It, it's it's constantly changing. Yeah. Which I like about that. You're never working with the same people all the time. Overall, yeah. what did the course do for you? Did you also, by the way, go into the course saying, I'm just going to be a director, or did you go there studying the overall behind the scenes? What's nice is that uh, I got to dabble in everything, you know. Uh-huh. I, I dabbled in camera work, I dabbled in directing, producing, writing, and then from there you, you, you identify your, your strengths, and then from there you, you, you pursue those, you know. And it's not necessarily that your, what you believe is your strength is what you, 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 you do after it, you know. Uh-huh. But uh, for me, I've always wanted to direct. I, I really, I've always liked putting, you know, a, a piece of work together and making and realizing it. Yeah. From seeing something in your head and then actually seeing it on the on the on the on the whatever medium it is. Yeah. You know, whether it's the screen, your cell phone, on the on the movie screen. So, for me, it's, uh, I've always liked. I've loved that idea, and uh, that's why I'm still doing it today. And I hope to do it until the end of my, you know. And because it's such a yes, this is such a weird analogy, but you always hear like these actors when they have to do love scenes yeah. and they speak about, oh, it was so uncomfortable because there was the other actor, there was tons and tons of crew. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And when I think of people, I instantly think drama because of all the different personalities. Sure. How did you find working with people, with other people and not just being part of a crew, but there's this hierarchy of you're the director or are you more important than her and will he be allowed to tell you to just screw off and get off set how are those dynamics you see what i what i've what i've what i've learned recently is actually it's, it's collaboration so at the end of the day there shouldn't there shouldn't be a hierarchy okay We're all there to make something great i've got to respect what you do you respect what i do we come on there we understand all of our different functions yeah we come together we make a great project there's no need for one person to to put themselves or you know so you take the ego aside, but you respect each other's position. Exactly. At the end of the day, if, if we're putting a, a project together, I've, I've, I've put you, you know, you in that position because you, you're good at that. You know, yeah. There's no, there's no reason for me to doubt that. So, so if we all understand what we're doing, we we create we create a great project together. Uh-huh. You know, understanding and respecting one another. So for me, that's the beauty of working collaboratively, um, and not trying to make sure somebody else can see that I'm this guy or you're that guy, you know. But you do have a director's chair, do you? You have to tell me that you have that iconic little chair with director at the back. There are a lot of chairs on set. Ah, ah, (laughs) Come on, work with me, Zuele, to work with me. (laughs) And I actually quite a, to sit, I always like to stand and even with my colleague, we actually like to be on the ground. Okay. So like with actors, we're there. If they're doing a scene, sometimes we go there, we perform it, you know, try the best that we can as, as directors to. Mm, you know? Do you at least have like a parking spot just saved for the director? <laughs> okay, there's a director. There we go. Okay. Now <laughs> yeah. we're at least getting some sort of positioning. Yeah. Um, so listen, would you actually say that your rather like your career changed sure. when you made that Stark in a core commercial? Because it was straight after AFTA, right? It was actually my last year of AFTA. Okay. Yeah. And you directed a commercial for Star Clinical. Yes, that's correct. So we, we did a, we did a commercial with Star Clinical at the time as a student. We did it, uh, with a, with a, a Vega, a Vega advertising school. Uh huh. And they would act like the agency and we would act like the production company. And from there we, they created the board. So they wrote the, the storyboard and from there we took it and interpreted it. We, 
the success of the commercial was that it screened as Dickinical Cinemas through the entire year of 2012. Wow. Um, so there was... You know, and for someone still in school and having their, their work I mean, out was, yeah, to the public like that, that's massive. It was, yeah. it was, it was great uh, seeing it on the big screen because I'd only shot it and seen it on the small screen in the edit suite. And to see it on the big screen and see how people were engaging with it in the, in the, in the cinema... Was, was, was really great. That is know? massive. That, that's almost like a you see your name in lights type of situation. How did that feel for you? It was very, it, it was surreal, you know, it was, cause that's what, that's the, the end goal at the end of the day. For uh-huh. you to have audiences watch what you do, you know. So for me to see, for me to see that and for me to hear about people seeing it in different cinemas across South Africa was really, was really fantastic. You know? Is that when you like call your family and friends like, <laughs> mama, I've made it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you know, and I had friends calling me like, hey, dude, I saw this, uh, your, 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 your commercial on, 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 in like PE. Yeah. You know, I was like, geez, you know, this is real then, you know. Is, and how have your family and friends reacted with all your achievements thus far? And have they been supportive of your career? Definitely. You know, I think, uh, my family, of course, they, they know, they think I'm crazy. <laughs> They're like, hey, this thing of yours, you're still doing it, you know? Uh, but they definitely 100% support it. Uh, you know, even if at times they don't understand it because it's a very, it's, a, it's an interesting industry and it's forever evolving. And exactly. What we do is not 100% understood. Yeah. So I think they, they understand. And what I love is that they've always said to me, dude, we respect and whatever you do, you do it. And whatever makes you happy, you know, you do that. So for me, I think that's always been, Having that freedom has, has really allowed me to grow and become successful because of, 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 their, of their support. And, and, of course, the team that I work with now at Velocity Africa. Yeah. There, so with, you know, that, that, with that said, that's a very hard question. This is a very hard question to answer. But who have you lined up for your acceptance speech one day? You know, who are you going to thank first? This is going <laughs> to... Jeez, I, I think I... <laughs> I'd have to start uh, writing that. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you have to play safe. You can't yeah. leave the sister or the aunt who baked you cookies or someone drove you to school. You have to start thinking about these things. So let's talk about uh, Velocity, Velocity Africa. They actually hand-picked you after they saw your commercial. So congratulations on, on that. And how was it like to get headhunted, like you get someone calling? And So the, the project was actually done in conjunction with Velocity. Okay. And then from there... They identified uh, myself and they said, listen, if you want to come and actually start learning from the guys here, got it. You know, you can come and, you know, go ahead and do that. So I came and I, I learned from the, the team that I'm working with today. And as a result of that, I've grown as a filmmaker. I've grown as a commercials director, you know, and now today, today, you know, we're working together and we, we're building the, 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 the dream. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love how you guys say you, you all share the same vision. That's to generate change in the continents industry. Exactly. And that's when I feel like a term like filmmaker or just director is not fitting because I see overall you and the rest of your counterparts as sure. storytellers. Exactly. Is that the way you also see yourself? I 100% agree with you. It's, it's about we, what, what we want to do is actually just create content which is, which is world class, which, uh-huh. is, which makes the African continent you know, amazing in terms of the, the, the level of work we do. Uh-huh. It's, it's not only you know, the gold standard, which might be... you know. Uh, American films, but yeah. that when people look at African f- cinema and film and commercials, they look and they say, "Wow, this is this is amazing. This is unique." And we want to create a voice which is 100% African. That when people look at that, they they don't question whether or not that's an African commercial. Yeah, you know, they look and they say, "Wow," and it's something that we're proud of, the continent is proud of, and that people look at and say, "What a great commercial." So it's actually not even about differentiating it, differentiating ourselves, but uh-huh. it's really just putting out something that's great, telling our stories. You know that people. Love and engage with, laugh, cry. You know, it's, it's it's all about just 
really celebrating Africa. Yeah. But not to play the devil's advocate, that's a lot of pressure. Are you ready for all of this to actually well, look, <laughs> call yourself, you know, a dream of a borderless Africa? And you're going to take this all on. But it's got to start somewhere. You know? Wow. They're, they're only a f- they're, you know, there are a few of us, but in, in the end, there will be a lot of us. Yeah. So it's got to start. We can't just dream about it. We've got to do it. And how's yeah. it like working with the team at Velocity Africa? Because it's, it's quite a lot of different people. You know, you have your Monorings, who's the executive producer, and the executive partners, and you also have some of your co-directors. How's the team like? It's fantastic. As I mentioned, I started uh, learning about collaboration from working with different people at film school. And coming into Velocity again, there's so many different personalities. And what is nice is that we, we complement one another because uh-huh. we have certain differences. We're not all the same. And from there, you can, even when you're working on a script, you can get an, uh, you know, an idea or influence from someone else who has a different way of thinking, a different way of, of viewing the project. And from there, you have an amalgamation of great ideas from, from, from the different people, which really makes a, a fantastic project, opposed to just a single vision, which you know, sometimes you might question and doubt. But when you have the support of everybody else, it makes you feel a lot more confident about the, the vision that you're pursuing. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what I'm trying to say is, has anyone tried to steal your parking? You know, <laughs> do you have de- demarcated parking? Do you guys have the caravan, the caravans on set? No, they know. We, we've got like a, okay. uh, anti, anti, uh, anti theft, anti, uh, system where to, if you actually park in our parkings, you can't be, you can't, you're not allowed to. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. And you also get to say quiet on set. That I have to admit genuinely, that's all I've ever wanted to do. To get onto a film set and be like, okay, all right, all right, and quiet on set. Thank you. <laughs> so maybe I can do that for you just once. I'll just pitch up on set and we'll, I'll do we'll that. We'll bring you on to the next one. Fantastic. And you, you can see? just come to say, you know, call on action. That's cut. all I have to do. Yeah. I don't have to carry any equipment. I don't have to shine a light on anyone. Just quiet on set, then I'm sorted. <laughs> come on set bro i love it okay so uh this is quite an interesting thing as i was doing research for the show um one of the names in popular culture that is actually popping up as one of you know the intriguing personalities in you know the film and behind the scenes industry yeah. is nev who does a show on mtv called catfish mm-hmm. now if you don't know catfish the whole premise of it is they go behind the scenes and they hunt all these per- online personalities so someone will come in and say listen i've been dating this person sure. online um for the past few months, I want to meet them in real life, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and Nev and his partner go out there, they film the sky and they basically find footage and they finally reunite you. Whether or not it's the same person you were talking to <laughs> online is a different story. But I found this wonderful clip of him who, and he summed up, I think, exactly how you feel about the industry as well. You don't just see it as a camera, but it's something that can tell a story. So listen to Nev on his journey with uh, film and more especially in his case, photography. When I was younger, photography was really just a hobby of mine. But when I turned 19, I decided to take the next step, and I bought my first real camera. And that was the moment for me that everything changed. Having this camera as a tool taught me how to be fearless and throw myself into new and different situations, find a way to meaningfully connect with anybody. I want to capture somebody's energy and passion. I'm drawn to people and their stories, people who are expressing themselves. On Catfish, I'm exploring these ideas even further and immersing myself in their lives to discover who they really are. I could have never imagined how the decision to buy that camera would forever change my life. Okay. Does that sum it up perfectly for you as well? 
100%. I love this. I, I love artsy people because they're really so passionate about what they do. And you can tell it within them. It's that first experience, you know, Yeah. that you just have. I mean, as Nevis talking about the camera. Yeah. It's just, you, you can't, it's almost like it's that moment that kind of says to you, okay, cool. This is what I want to do. So for you, Zueli, where do you see yourself for the next 5, 10, 15 years? Or ultimately, where do you see your career landing up? Well, you know, that, that, that question, I, I get it all the time. It's, it's, <laughs> and you still don't have an answer. You know, and, uh, you know, something that's coming to mind now is, that, you know, when you speak, uh, I watched the acceptance speech of Matthew McConaughey at the Oscars. Uh-huh. And he, he spoke about how every 10 years he, he, tries to, he tries to catch the person that he'll be in 10 years from now. Because mm. he always dreams a bigger picture of himself in 10 years. And when he gets to 10 years, he's never that person. But then he says, okay, cool, I'll be that person in the next 10 years. So exactly. you're constantly chasing yourself, you know. And I think what I want to do is, you know, being more specific is saying that I'd like to make content and make films that people can also become inspired to want to become filmmakers. Because uh-huh. at the end of the day, I watched movies when I was younger and I wanted to become a filmmaker yeah. based on those stories. So I'd like to do the same thing and make films that people say, cool, I want to make films like that. Yeah. You know? Because then what happens is that you start to create a culture of, of, of South African films. As well, you know, because people say, cool, here's a South African filmmaker who's become great, who's become good at what he does. I want to be like him. And then from there, South Africa becomes a, wow. a you know, I look at, I look, I look up to Gavin Hood because he's a South African. Uh-huh. You know, he's, he's, he he's, directed Sorti. Sorti. Right. Um, rendition. He's shooting a film right now in, in, in Cape Town. And for me, I look up to him and I say, well, he's South African. He's lived in the same nation that I've lived in. Then I can also become like him, you know, Got because it. it's closer to home. You yeah, know what I mean. So I would also like to become, you know, as, as as great as he is, or you know, and I think it's important that we become better because then things get better with time. Yeah, you know. So I feel that if I can if I can do that, then others can grow up and say, "Cool, we want to do that," you know. So that we we start to generate an industry that people say, "Wow, this is South African." Incredible. You know. You know? Absolutely inspiring. This is Zuele Tsukhatebe, who is from Velocity uh, Africa. And so thank you so much for coming on to Untapped Talent this morning. Thank you. It's been an awesome experience. You gave me notes galore. I was like, wow, let me inspire. <laughs> let me go out there and be a storyteller. This is absolutely amazing. By the way, this is Sia Song Finn. And this is Untapped Talent right here on cliffcentral.com. Untapped Talent on cliffcentral.com. Like us better when we're wasted. It makes it easier to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only time we really talk is when our clothes are coming out. I like us better when we're wasted. It makes it easier to say.
cliffcentral.com. That was Tiesto featuring somebody or the other. I just love the song. It's wasted. It's one of those songs that makes me feel like one day when I'm feeling like a rebel enough, I'll do something crazy and I'll get wasted and that'll be my anthem. Right? Not too crazy. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad that I can uh, just confess all of my weird little obsessions with you and you won't judge me because that's how close we are right okay <laughs> let's move on to the show it's untapped talent right here on cliffcentral.com my name is Sia Sanguinifan and I'm having the best of times this hour I'm talking to you know these are our next Oscar winners these are the great creative minds uh who are just budding in the scene right now so uh earlier on I was talking to Zwele Tukhatebe and now I'm joined by Katlejo Twala Katlejo thank you so much for joining me good morning thank you for having me how are you doing good in yourself Good, good. So it's quite an impressive thing, hey? Earlier on, I was talking to Katlejo about being an overall storyteller. And is that how you see your position as well in the industry? Uh, definitely, yes. Um, just to be, you know, to, start, to tell stories mm-hmm. uh, to the audiences and the masses. Uh, stories that they appreciate, stories that they can touch them. Uh, stories that can influence them also. Because you own your own production company, right? Yes. Um, yes, I do. But before that, let's actually backtrack a bit. When did you first fall in love with filmmaking? Um, I was watching a film called Sarafina um, when ah, I was very young uh-huh. uh, with the Whoopi Goldberg starting in it. And after I saw that film, I was like, wow, well, why can't I make a film in this country? So you weren't even looking at the protagonist or you weren't looking at the dancing or you weren't even falling in love with the actual storyline. You saw the overall production. Uh, That film touched me in a way, you know, I think it touched a lot of South Africans. Um, And just after watching that film, I was like, okay, I think this is the route I want to take. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Wow. And when, how old were you when that happened? Um, Around six, seven, ten. And was the family not going, you know, maybe... You know, being Dr. Twyla sounds better or Professor Twyla, <laughs> you were, were they encouraging and supportive of this? Uh, yes, you know, my father and my mother were like, just do whatever you want to do. Yeah, anything that you want to do, just uh, pursue that. Mm. Uh, there was a time where they were like, don't you want to go into teaching or yeah. anything else? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, I want to stick right here. You know what? Appreciate that sort of support because still to this day, my family always goes, well, Sia, you know, this thing is great, but what's your option two and three? I'm like, hey, please, okay? We focus on one and we're doing that. Okay, so that's fantastic. And high school-wise, going in, and how did you start to actually form a career out of this? Because it's always great to have a passion and a dream or, you know, a perception of the industry. But how did you start to make the steps to actually make a concrete career out of this? Well, um, I started doing research um, in high school uh, about film. I okay. started reading books. Um, I remember there was one English class where we had to do a we had to do sort of a photo shoot of some sort, uh-huh. and just I saw camera angles, and I was just very interested in that. Um, so after reading books, looking at that. I was like, okay, um, I really do want to do <laughs> this. This might for be sure. just for me. So around, yeah, so around grade 10, grade 11, I was like, okay, this is definitely what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, then I uh, was featured on a commercial uh, when I was young. What is uh, it with both of you? Both, <laughs> like, uh, both as well later, and you got like, were, were featured in a commercial. Do you think that was like a sign in the making? That was a big sign for me. Okay, so yeah. what was this commercial all about? It was uh, just uh, Johannesburg Tourism. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was basically for just, uh, people come to the country, see how Joburg's like. So it was just a commercial on that. Okay. Uh, and I was just in the commercial as one of the people in Joburg there. 
Uh, and yeah, that was. But overall, like between the scenes, you were just looking at the director or looking how the camera rolls, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Yeah. And so after school, there was no shadow of a doubt as to what you wanted to study as well. No shadow of a doubt at all. Uh-huh. And you went on to study. What was your course? Um, I went to study. I uh, started studying uh, writing, directing, and producing. Fantastic. Uh, graduated in producing. Uh, so I studied that at film school. Uh, graduated in 2012. How's the overall industry, though? As you, I, Of course, you had to think about that as you were graduating and moving into the working world. You had to think about the industry, particularly in South Africa. It's great abroad, elsewhere, with greater budgets and all these bigger, better opportunities. But how's the South African industry? Um, it's very tough. It's mm-hmm. very tough. Uh, there's good competition. Uh, the likes of people like Zueli. Mm, no problem. Oh, so wait. Did I just get like some rivalry up in here? Okay. Uh, uh, there's a lot of competition. Uh, it's very tough, but it's a, it's, a, it's a very fun industry. It's a very, very fun industry to go into. And the people that you've dealt with thus far, have you worked with any of your mentors, for example? Uh, no, not really. I haven't worked with any of my mentors as yet. Uh, hopefully soon. Uh, Gavin Hood is, a, is, is, is really one of those people that a lot of South African filmmakers look up to. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's one of the people that I also look up to. Now, you started your own production company. Yes. When did you make the switch to, okay, after you've studied, did you actually gain some experience elsewhere or did you jump straight into being on your own? No. Um, well, after doing after studying producing at film school, um, you were kind of taught on, well, this is how you run a production company when uh-huh. you never run one one day. Yeah, it's one thing to be in the books. Then it's, <laughs> it's another to experience it. Um and you know be, even before that i've also I've, I've always felt as if i need to do something that is big and something that's going to you know uh, okay. i'm going to put a lot of people on my shoulders and work with them and stuff like that yeah um so after film school um i worked for a couple of production companies i coordinated for them uh directed for them i first ad'd for them uh, and that's when i really started uh, uh improving my experience yeah yeah and so you didn't call it Gatlejo Twala Productions? No, I which didn't. Which I'm kind of disappo- disappointed <laughs> about. Like, come on, we need something. Maybe maybe one day I'll have a channel called Gatlejo Twala Channel. Mm, yeah, yeah. Good comrade. Okay. Because <laughs> there's no Oprah Harpo no, or yet. Trump Productions, nothing with your name. Why particularly that? Sorry, why? Why didn't you particularly name it after you or have some sort of... Um, I still need time. I'm still young. Um, wow. So there's still a lot to do. Uh, there's still a lot to achieve. Um, you know, there's still a lot of work to do. So uh, with due time, everything will fall into place. And how how many years have you been on your own? I've uh, been on my own for three years now. And how have you found it? Uh, very tough. <laughs> very tough. Can we have some optimism? Like there's a great <laughs> learning curve, and I'm learning so much. Or yes, obviously, uh, you learn a lot. Yeah. Um, you enjoy most of the stuff you do, um, and you push yourself. Uh-huh. And so how the team dynamics Now that you are not only You only have your production company But you also head up a team So how do you get your vision Channeled out accordingly Within the rest of your team Because it's all good and well When you have something in mind And you want a specific shot Or you want a specific location How's that like Working with the right people To understand that Well with any business You need to find The competent people To work with Firstly uh, Without competent or uh, professional people is going to be kind of hard 
Um, so yeah. firstly, you just need to find the competent people. Um, regards to the production company, uh, have the production company with uh, other creatives in the company, uh, okay. six other creatives. So we sit down and we think on what we're going to do next, what's the best route to go. Um, if you want to achieve anything, you do need a group of people working with you. Yeah. Uh, not to put all the load on yourself. Zwelitz, so, do you, do you resonate with this? Cause I see you nodding your head like, amen, amen. Is this, is this where you see yourself headed in the next few years? Would you like to stand on your own as well, ultimately one day? Well, I think, you know, what we do, um, as, as, as a director, uh-huh. you, at the end of the day, I fulfill the role of being the director within the project. So for me, I feel that it's to really expand yourself. I uh-huh. think in the future it is to maybe look at uh, putting other guys on board, which are re- it's really happening where we where I am now at Velocity Africa because we we're still growing as a company as well. Yeah. So for me, I think with what Gotlach was saying as well in terms of he's got you know a lot of different creators on board. I think in the in the long run, I think it, it, it's it's really happening slowly. Uh-huh. Um, but it's 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 something that yes, I mean ultimately one would like to see them having their own thing, you know. Um, but uh, I think at the moment it, it's it's really happening within where I am. Got it. How is the South African industry accommodating, accommodative, no, accommodating of your overall vision? Le- okay, case in point, you want a full-on explosive scene. <laughs> you want guns blazing. You want high-speed car chases. And then the reality of South Africa dawns, do we even have that budget? So do you feel like sometimes you have to condition or channel or change yourself to the reality of South Africa? Yo, I, I stumped both of them. Come on, people. Well, let's. <laughs> you, you know what it is for me is that uh, you look at uh, Hollywood, for instance. Hollywood there, it's got the, you know, the big explosions there, the great films, the Transformers, the, the massive films. But if you look at Hollywood, Hollywood didn't begin by doing that. Okay. The industry didn't begin by playing So we stuff. shouldn't even start to compare ourselves to Hollywood as yet. I think we shouldn't, I think we shouldn't have them as the, the point of where we need to get to because at the end of the day, we need to build our own industry and we need to build our own industry with our own, our own stories. Okay. And we don't necessarily have to be blowing up things, um, to look like a Hollywood film. Okay. We need to look like a South African film. So tell Tafakur, us, yeah. you were a bit on a yes or no. What do you yes, feel about yes, that? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, Hollywood films back then, um, a while ago, their budgets were like $50 million. Mm. And that's where they started. And if you look at $50 million to them right now, that doesn't mean nothing. But $50 million rand to us, well, let me not calculate yeah. that. $50 million rand to us for movies is a lot of money. Yeah. So they spent a lot of money on their, on their films. Uh, but it didn't start there. Uh, it started on small budgets and step by step, year by year, um, it grew and it grew and it grew and it grew just like any other business. Yeah. Um, yeah. And with that in mind, do you think we're making steady progress? Definitely. Yes. Really? Yes. Um, NFEF, um, had a good year. Okay. Um, their numbers say they had a good year. Uh, last year was also a good year for them. So they've funded uh, quite a couple of films. Yeah. Uh, and they've uh, stated that there's more films that are being made in South Africa than ever before. So it is growing slowly. Because with that said, what I'm most interested in is it's all good and well that we have such diversity in our nation. But how do we collectively wrap that, that up and say we are telling a South African tale? Because it's it's totally different. When you look at commercial success of Mr. Bones, fantastic, that represents us. But on the daily, we don't Kimura, Kisura, Ikwara, all the time. We have other stories that we need to tell. So how do we encompass all of that diversity? You know, I heard a great filmmaker say that 
great filmmakers are able to tell stories first and foremost about their own people before you, you tell stories about you know civilizations or things that you you might not understand firsthand. Uh-huh. So for me, I think, and going back to what I what I mentioned is that we we need to start to look at telling. It should be story first before the CGI, before the effects, before all these things. Tell a great story. Yeah. You know, even if the resources are limited in terms of we might not have the amount of money to blow up stuff. But then that, that challenges you creatively. Yeah. And that from you, for me makes you stand out as a filmmaker because you can creatively show how you can make something look like an explosion even if it isn't. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah. And those are the things that you know, people look at and say, wow, these are filmmakers because they are problem solving. And that's what we do as filmmakers. We problem solve. So we can't just... Fast, you know, fast track this process yeah. by cutting to becoming like, you know, b- big explosions and all these things. Let's tell stories first before we, we we dress it with all those effects and stuff. Because at the end of the day, the audiences are not watching the effects; they are watching the the story. Yeah. At the end of the day, whether it's a a bubblegum film or it's a it's a film that isn't so heavy on narrative, but at the end of the day, you're still watching a narrative nonetheless. You see, that's an interesting point you raised by saying, you know, people start to tell the stories they know, but. When in in my meager mind, the international perception of South Africa and the success we've had with our films, it would be the likes of Tzotzi and Yesterday and Sarafina. And those are hardcore, that's a lot of hardcore subject matter. Sarafina based in the apartheid days. Tzotzi is centered around hijacking. Yesterday is centered around the main character surviving with HIV and AIDS. Hello, can we not have somebody walking to the spas and going, hi, you know, we're having a good day or a musical, you know? Well, I mean, at, at, at the box office, a lot of the, sto- the, the, the movies that are doing best are the, the comedies. You know? Is it? The, from a box office in terms of people coming down to actually sit down and watch the films. So it's actually... Pure South African... From, from, a, from the box office in terms of South African stories. Yeah. Purely. Uh, a lot of the comedies are, are doing very well. People are coming into... Because a lot of people... And it, at the end of the day, we we still we still new to this this industry, so we need to start to see in terms of who who want, who wants what, what is the audience, who is our target market. Yeah, you know, I think um, that's still something that still needs time for us to explore and see who is actually going to see this film and how do we market market it successfully enough uh-huh. that we actually have this target market coming to watch, because I think that's the biggest challenge we have at the moment in South Africa is that how do we get the people in their ordinary houses to the to the cinemas. Because I feel like we now have to actually mold what, uh, you know, the comedy or what you actually, we as people react to. I remember a few, not even a few years ago, many years ago, Foot Skating 101 came out. It was yeah, 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 one yeah. of the re- most culturally relevant movies at the time. Everyone was doing this foot skating thing. There was a song that was burning up the charts. There was Bunny Child, the film as well, which also mm. along it, the same lines, yeah. Exactly. Do you think those are... You know what? I just had a little revelation. I'm going to share it. Thank you very much for enlightening me. I think we shouldn't necessarily be comparing ourselves to Hollywood because we are experimenting. To know that we've done Foot Skating 101 and we know we've extended the boundaries of what comedy is in South Africa or what South Africans can produce. Because was it Riyad Musa who also came out with material? Material. Yes, material. Hey, you know what? Big up to you guys. You're experimenting and you're really boosting the name for the industry. And that was a funny industry. movie also. It was wow. Really, it had like very nice comedy elements in it. Who who do you guys actually look up to within the industry within South Africa as well? Jeez. Um, Gavin Hood. Uh-huh. Um, one of my old ones. Um, that's basically it, yeah. Um, there's a lot of directors. There's a lot of directors, a lot of good cinematographers. Um, for me, it's, I mean, it's, it's Akina Matosa. 
I think he tells the. Uh, oh wow, and he's big in the rest of the Africa as well. There's a, a director for the documentary uh, Minor Showdown, um, Riyad Desai. I love his stories from his documentaries. I've been following from for quite some time. Yeah. Um, he did a documentary called The Heart of Whiteness. Um, so he's he's quite controversial with his, his subject matter, but again, also very relevant because yeah. he, he captures events that are you know he looks at the Marikana incident, he looks at um, the, the the small state uh, of Oranya. And he looks at things that you... Yeah, I still want to go to Oranya, hey? I need to <laughs> sit me down with some people. And so, so for me, it's really just, you know, there's a, there's a whole range of, you know, directors and filmmakers in South Africa. Uh, Roli Nikiwe, um, he, did a, he did a film uh, that also looked at uh, AIDS, but not, not in the generic way and in the way that people perceive it, but he did it in a very interesting way. Um, for me, which was which was quite refreshing, you mm-hmm. know, it wasn't going into the suffering, but also into the the lifestyle elements of it to see people and their relationships. So, you know, one would watch it and say, yeah, that's an AIDS film, but it's not really. It's yeah. a story about relationships that people have. So, there's a lot of filmmakers that are that are that are doing stuff. Um, Craig Freeman, Freeman, the director of Material. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I look at I, you know, I try and study and look and see the the pattern. But there's a lot of there's a lot of South African filmmakers who I I can say that I that I look at and I'm I'm watching their their work and, and seeing how I can you know look at complementing their their storytelling and building and, and that's a good thing that we actually have quite a long impressive list that actually says a lot about the talents yeah. that's budding slowly and surely. What what are the relationships or the dynamics like within? production companies and different directors are we actually building each other up or do we have the mentality and listen i'm not saying it's a bad thing but hey i'm a soldier i'm a lone soldier and i'm trying to make things happen for myself sure um yeah definitely um there's a lot of relationship building um that you can get into so i think once you start that off um things tend to be a lot easier um, hence why there's so many films that have been made um, I saw a lot of South African films When I was at the Durban International Festival A couple of months back um, Hard to Get Which was a good film that I watched uh, Which premiered at the festival um, I also saw um, Cold Harbor Another South African film that was shot in Cape Town Fantastic Cape Town uh, seems to be quite the place eh? It's quite the location Why? Why is that so? I'm not trying to sound biased And being a Durbanite And trying to push my own agenda But I just want to know um, I think Cape Town just looks very nice. Uh, it looks very different. Mm. Um, a lot of a lot of a lot of Americans like shooting there. Uh, there was a film that was that was shot there. I think last year. Uh, yeah, it's out on cinema right now with Forrest Whitaker. Um, Even the current one with um, it had Meryl Streep, Taylor Swift, quite an impressive American cast. Also shot a, a bit in Cape Town and a bit in Johannesburg as well. I think for me, it's it's it's, it's really locally. I wouldn't say Cape Town uh, in terms of South African films, but South African films are being shot a lot in Cape Town. There's, I think, as many being shot in Johannesburg as Cape Town. It's just in terms of the when you look at international films, a lot yeah. of the international films are being shot in Cape Town. Cape so, Town is more our international city, but for true, authentic yeah, South African story, Joburg is jo- more the jo- place. That's fantastic. At the, at the end of the day, when you say authentic, I think there are stories in, South Africa, in Cape Town which are as authentic as, as anywhere. In, okay, in yeah, yeah. Um, I just think that in terms of internationally, the, the, again, the beauty of Cape Town is, is, is quite a, is what attracts people to come and shoot there. Um, at the end of the day, it's a story, at the end of the day, which will be told, um, which I think in Johannesburg and Cape Town, uh, both, I think, for me, are, are, are telling stories, at least, that are South African, which exactly. is what's important. Yeah. So listen, on that note, I think we should get some inspiration from one of the greats. 
I, I like to think of. Um, his name is Quentin Tarantino. I love how I have to say his name is, as if he's this little side guy, and most of you might not know him. But he's quite an impressive guy. And this is some um, little pearls of wisdom that he had to give out about writing a speech. The writing a script. Kind of <laughs> different from what you initially wrote or envisioned. And showed her. It's not, you know, a, best, a, a better way to kind of describe it is um, when I'm writing, I mean, aside from, from uh, uh, yeah, for the most part, yeah, uh, I don't think there is a caveat to this. When I'm writing, it's about the page. It's not about the movie. It's not about cinema or anything. It's about the literature of me putting my pen to paper and, and writing a good page and making it work completely as uh, a, a literature art, uh, uh, document on itself. That's my first artistic contribution. And, um, and if I do my job right, by the end of the script, I should be having the thought, you know, if I were to just publish this now and not make it, I'm done. <laughs> I've done it. I could actually be okay with just saying that that's it. And then that, that can stand and whoever wants to read it will read it and, that's, and I'm done. Now it's mine to F up if I go forward with it. Now, I always go forward with it. But I actually think you, sh- I, for where I'm coming from, I want to love that script so much that I, I'm tempted to stop. I'm tempted to call myself a winner right then and there before I climb the mountain. <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah so, the thing of, so the point being of that is there's stuff that's in the script that I know will never, ever make the movie, but it just makes the, 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 the book, the, the piece of literature better. It's it's a better read. It's a better. It, it, it's more emotionally satisfying. And then you can you can just like you do in an adaptation, you peel that a lot of that stuff away. Wow. Okay. Impressive. Yes. No. Do, do we of, do we now see why he's the king? Definitely a lot of truth in what he's saying there. You yeah. Know, it's 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 keeping the literature, the literature, sticking onto the literature. When you're writing a screenplay, stick to to making it the best screenplay it can be possibly before you translate it into a film. A lot yeah. of like he said, a lot of the stuff that you write won't necessarily make the picture. But it's got to be a, it's a great piece of literature when you when you you're giving that film that that screenplay to producers or to anybody who who's going to read it who's going to be involved in the the translation of the film. You want them to read a brilliant piece of literature on its own, you know. And if they if you can do that, you can get people in, on board in terms of making the film a reality. Yeah. yeah. What is your particular and individual um, processes that you go through when you're working on a project, like your creative process? Do you like to work on a specific desk? Do you like to be in darkness with just one little lamp? Like, uh, I, this is why I love getting into the minds of creatives. Because you guys are peculiar in your little <laughs> quirks and, and, and techniques. Do you um, have any, like, superstitious things that no, you do? No, not, no, not really. Not at all, actually. Um, I just like to sit down on a very comfortable chair and table, uh, and just let my thoughts wander. Um, and whenever writing about something, always try to, uh, add real feelings. Okay. Um, cause that's, that's always, that always can be portrayed when you, when you, when you writing for a film. Is that always your main motivation in every single project that you undertake? Yes. Every single project, every script that I write, uh, every page, it's just to just take out the emotion, just, just let your audience see what emotion is there. Um, feelings. Cause that's ultimately what's real is the feelings and the emotions that your characters, uh, portray in the movie. Wow. Yo, this is getting very deep. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll, I try to meditate before. <laughs> no, Yo, let, let, let's no. give like a. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, for me, I don't, I don't know if I have a process. It's, it's just that, uh, I get into a space. I mean, for me, I can work in any environment, to be honest. Even if yeah. it's like you've got a building construction site next to me. 
it, when when the, the idea comes, the idea comes, you you put it on the paper. Uh, what I try to do sometimes is that if I'm writing a specific, uh, let's say a screenplay, I write, let's say it's an action piece, I'll put on some maybe action music. Okay. So I've got a lot of like uh, scores, film scores, which have different that make you feel a different way. So when you're writing a scene which makes you feel a specific way, I put on that. But other than that, I can work anywhere. You can put me anywhere. I can, I can work. But again, also it's about you know sometimes the idea isn't there yet, so you've got to wait for the idea. So you don't necessarily have to like you know. Uh Set up a different candle or some scented something. You just wanna, just wherever you're on, whatever you love, and however you're influenced. Exactly, but also it's just you know, waiting for it as well at times because sometimes you, you don't want to go into working, but you haven't you haven't kind of wrapped around. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's the work. It's work. Head, you know? <laughs> I think it's, that's where the work is really done. So sometimes I can just go off and walk somewhere. Exactly. Just wait for the idea. It doesn't come sometimes, and then I sleep, and I wake up. It's not there still. Then I wake up and I sit down at my desk and. The minute you're not thinking about it is when it, it hits you. Yeah. You know, so I try to actually take my mind away from the thing I'm trying to think about. You know, this is insightful stuff. Yeah. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me this yeah. morning. It was absolutely enlightening to get to talk to you and find out how your brains work with the end product being on our screens. But this is absolutely amazing. Once again, thank you so much to Zueli and Katlejo for joining me. And this has been Untapped Talent. What an amazing hour it has been. And thank you so much for joining me and listening in. And until next week, Wednesday once again from 9 till 10 or whenever you want to uh, when you listen to the podcast. It's been absolutely amazing. But nonetheless, as always, the times may change, but this will never change. My name is Sia and Sia.